Hey guys, it's Gary Vaynerchuk, and this is the Gary V Audio Experience. Thanks for having me, guys. Jesus, I go in such a weird trance. I feel like I'm just like getting out of it. Hey, what's your name? Okay, my name's Mallory. How are you, Mal? I'm from the Chicagoland area. A little closer uh, to you. Mal? So, Mal, a little closer. A little closer? Yeah. Okay. Um, one of my questions is, where do you draw the line on informational and actually teaching someone how to do something that you're already trying to sell? Like, for our industry, service is really big, and I know our owners have always worried how much content we put on social media so that we're not s- selling If you don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. Okay. Okay. Guys, have you been on the internet? What do you think? You're not gonna do it, Mal, and your homies are not gonna do it? Like, there's, what's gonna happen is some entrepreneur's gonna do it, right. who like works for one of these co- your companies, mm-hmm. become the guy, and then get all the referral business to come through him. And then he's holding, whoever has the end consumer's attention has the leverage. So, give it away. I would absolutely give away milk to sell cows, all day long. But people don't wanna do that because right. they're used to selling milk. Right. And that's why the guy who comes along and gives away the milk for free kills all the other businesses. And the problem for you is there's no cost of entry to giving away the information. I could do it right, if I knew what the hell to do with the stuff you guys do, I could do it right now. Luckily I don't, so please help me. But you know, okay. you know what I mean? And by the way, just because you're now gonna tell them because you met some guy who wrote books, at a co- they're not gonna believe you. No, I know. They're not gonna change. That's why they're gonna lose, because they deserve to lose. It makes me happy that they're gonna lose. That, by the way, that's capitalism. Everybody loves capitalism and business when it's in your favor. You loved it when you outworked the old guy that used to be in town and took the business. You don't like it when it happens to you. That's why I make fun of all my crony 60 and 70 and 80 year old white Republican homies that are my friends who want to then, after hustling and making money, want to change laws to protect them. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, you're old now, you will die. (laughs) Uh, By the way, unless my business partner is Steven Ross. He owns uh, 30% of VaynerMedia. He's my partner in my fund. He owns the Miami Dolphins. He's the biggest real estate developer in America. It's called Related. He's worth $13 billion. He's 76 years old. If I text him right now and say, hey, I just found this weird shed in, in Louisiana and I think we can buy it for 100000 and and flip it into a million dollar deal, he'll text me back in one minute. He loves the game. It's not about the money. He loves the game. That's the way it is. Question? Hey, my. Steven met Central Jersey Pools, Freehold, New Jersey. Awesome. Um, Where do you live? Freehold. Oh, Freehold. I didn't catch yeah. it. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so we've grown our Facebook audience to a large number, but when we post videos or Organic other things, reach is dead. It, it's dead. Yes. So, I mean, is there any way to get around that or nope, promote pay. that? Just pay. Just pay. And, and, and I'm glad you asked that, Steve, because that hurt so many people's feelings. I wanted to remind all those people, well, you pay other places. So what happened was, it was funny, and I've, if you check videos online, I've talked about this for years, it's starting to correct itself. That was huge for me and my selfish interests because while everybody was emotional and saying that Zuck screwed them, I was spending money because it was underpriced. I mean, it's incredible. You can target people that are $250,000 household income within five mile radius of your office that are, and you can pick other targeting. The big thing though, so yes pay, it's still underpriced. In two or three years, five years, it'll be like Google and it'll be priced accordingly and then it's gonna be like Google in some categories, overpriced. But the key for you to really think about is the content. Because once you have my attention, like this keynote, I have all your attention. The framework has been set for the attention. If this talk sucked, nothing good was gonna happen for me, right? So really think about the content, back to Mallory's question, right? Like, what are you actually putting out there? Is it just feature, feature, feature? Testimonials, you know, like, oh, let's talk about the thank you economy. I wanna challenge everybody here, thank you, my friend, appreciate it, continued success. I wanna challenge everybody here to a concept. I call it the Jay Cutler thesis. Let me explain. Jay, (laughs) some football fans. Uh, So I'm writing the thank you economy. It comes out in 2011, so in 2010, I asked my order department at winelibrary.com to search people's names on Google with the word Twitter after it, so based on when somebody orders something. So if Sally Thompson ordered something, every order, 
They would go, there was two people internally that went online, typed in Sally Thompson Twitter, and that'd be hard because there'd be 17 Sally Thompsons because they figured out if it was the right person. Somebody like Gary Vaynerchuk would have been great, one of a kind name. So we got some of those. So we took some of those things and then we followed them on Twitter. I want everybody to pay attention to this because this really works on Facebook. This is the reason I want every single transaction you make that you figure out a way to be following that person on Facebook. Make it a business practice that that's a prerequisite or you do something for them. Make that relationship. Here's why. Not them follow you. Pay attention to how much I reverse stuff. You follow them. Let me explain. So we find this guy who places a $287 order for a case of Pinot Grigio to Chicago. And we find him online. Unique name, they find him. And every tweet he puts out is about Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, you're the man. Jay Cutler, great pass. Jay Cutler, what the f***? You know. <laughs> Jay Cutler this, Jay Cutler that, Jay Cutler this, Jay Cutler that. So I keep getting presented while I'm traveling, like, hey, we found this, this person's into surfing, but not really. Oh, we got somebody. This guy's really into Jay Cutler. I go, great. Go on eBay and buy a Jay Cutler signed jersey and send it to him and write a note that says, thank you for your business at Wine Library. That's it. And the person on the other line goes, but he only bought a $270 thing and we made $13 of profit. We were a premium price leader. Uh, I said, uh-huh. He goes, okay. So we bought a $330 Jay Cutler jersey and shipped it to him, signed, or two, $289. Uh, and I'm pumped. I'm like, this person's gonna be blown away, right? They bought a cockamanian case of Pinot Grigio. This is 2011, right? He's gonna be like, how the hell did they even know? Right? I'm super pumped and I'm like, and we sent four or five other things, little things, not as extravagant. And some of those people wrote back emails that, uh, and this guy has not written back for three weeks. And I'm like, where the hell is this son of a bitch? Right? (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And finally I'm about to board a plane and I get a phone call and they said, big, we got him. I'm like, great. I'm like, what did he do? They go, it's actually a little bit different. I'm like, go ahead. They're like, we just got a $4,800 burgundy order from Plano, Texas. I'm like, great, what, is it? What, what do you mean? They go, let us read you the note in the order. Hey, Wine Library, first of all, great burgundy selection. This is insane, your prices are incredible. Can you hold the order, because it's a little hot right now in Texas, can you ship it in the fall? P.S., you sent my friend John a Jay Cutler jersey. That's how I became aware of your website. PSS, I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. (laughs) If your company, whether it's you or an intern or a junior employee, is following every single person that you've ever sold a pool or spa or servicing on Facebook and they see that that wife posts that it's the first day of nursery school for their daughter Charlotte, and you go and send that person to Target and buy some nice flowers or gifts and bring it to them and say congrats, or you call them on their birthday, or you realize they're a big sports fan and their team's playing in the playoffs, they're a Dolphins fan and they're playing in the playoffs for the first time in 15 years in the playoffs, and you send them the chicken wings and catering and say thank you for their business. That word of mouth will change your business because I'm a salesman. And I know that after we make the sale, we go hunting for the next one. And I know that in 1996, when you do something like that, that those people would always talk about you and tell that story. I know in 2017, those people are gonna take four pictures and put them on nine websites, and everybody in your town will know that you're a business with a little bit more soul than the ability to fix or sell them that product or service. This is the effort and the uniqueness of using social media and digital media as a gateway to create human interaction. I use this as the first step in my chess match to shake your hand. Do you understand? So many of you think this is replacing something when you don't realize it became the gateway to the next thing. 10 years ago, it was super weird to be dating somebody you met on the internet. Today, every 20-year-old I know swipes to the right and left 20 hours a day. So social norms change. There was a time when Elvis shook his hips and grandmas and moms all over this country 
thought he was the devil. <laughs> Have you seen what people are posting on Instagram? <laughs> Questions? There's one over here, there's one over here. It's a race. It's gonna be interesting to see. Oh, oh no. All right, okay, it's very, very close. All right. So with all the information, What's your name? Travis Hogan, Travis. Fiesta Pools. So where do you start? You name so many different things. Yeah. Do you go home with content and yep. you have to make it relevant that people want to watch or else you're just like every other person that's going so to Trav, talk about. So let's, Trav, let's start from the beginning. Let's stay, keep stay up. Let's, we'll use you to really bring a ton of value. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> so Trav, what are you doing now? Anything? We've done some Facebook ads. I mean, I, I, to be honest, yes. not a whole lot, but we've done That's a few okay. things. So Facebook ads, we're doing Google ads. How much? Uh, 1500 a month in uh, AdWords on Google and 500 on Facebook. And, and what else do you do? Uh, we do some print, uh, media direct, uh, probably 10,000 a year. On you know, print. just in uh, print. Yep. Uh, other, th I mean, word of mouth is where we get a lot of. So, how much business. marketing dollars do you spend a year? You think? Probably forty thousand, fifty thousand. Yeah. So, so, and so the rest is word of mouth that's really driving the business, right? Correct. So, look, very honestly, man, Trap, I think first and foremost, how many cu how many customers have you had in the history of your business? Say it again. I'm sorry. How many customers have you had in the history of your business? Probably ten thousand. Do you have the data? Uh, a lot of it. Yes. Yeah, I would really, really latch on to the last thing I just did. First of all, with that limited of a budget, I wanna maximize sweat, not cash. So let's go back and look at those 10,000 people. And of your 40, if I bought into your business and I was the new partner and obviously you'd be like, hey Gary, you do the marketing. I'm like, no shit, Trav. <laughs> <Yeah. You know? laughs> <laughs> yes. So I would say of the 50,000, I probably spent 15,000 on thank you economy, right? I'd probably get an intern People always want to work and learn. Intern to do Facebook and, and Twitter data, you'll find somebody. It's amazing if you try. Yeah. Some, an intern, very low cost, to reach out and get and follow all 10,000 people, all of them. I mean it. It's going to take the whole summer. So do you friend them? Uh -huh. I mean, okay, all right. And you friend them as your business. So you have to have a okay. business page, not you. Yep, got it. Because what's Trav up to? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so. <laughs> Hashtag and, creepy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you zoom in on the beard? <laughs> and so, and so, and so, of those 10,000, 847 will accept your friendship, right? First of all, of those 10,000, 6,900 are still there and active. So, 894, and those 894, and probably work backwards, right? I would attack heavily everybody in the last 18 months because it's still fresh. You know, how long you been in business? 50, 60 years. Jesus. Yeah, I had to stop and think. Yeah. So, so. I would probably, I, let me reframe it, let's restructure. The last two years, every customer, follow them on Facebook, and then spend $10,000 on surprise and delight. You know? The other thing you can do while they're doing that is you should go to every local business in town and try to make biz dev deals. Be like, listen, I know that, you know, you go to a local business, the barber, and be like, listen, I know this is gonna sound weird, I was in Louisiana and there's this weird guy who gave a talk and he made me do this, so bear with me. I want to surprise some of my clients with your services. I think this could be a great word of mouth for you. Are you willing to give me five free haircuts? Let me save you time. He or she's gonna say yes. So now all of a sudden, we're gonna get $40,000 worth of services for, you might not even have to spend 10,000. See what I'm, remember when I said what I talk about is hard? This is the house of cards part. This is the call of duty part. This is the, you want your business to grow but you're on four goddamn softball teams. Right, so like, this is what I would do for you. The rest then I would do is reach out to people in your community that are making content. So I would search on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube of young kids and other actors. Where do you live? Tulsa. Great, plenty, plenty of content producers. See if some of them wanna make the funny videos or the interesting videos. Drive your costs down. And then I would save the last $30,000, 20,000 of it on Facebook ads against that content in the local area against high net worth individuals that can afford the products and services. Nice, thank you. You got it. Can I add to that question? Yeah. So I work for BioLab as well. Great. What role can What's we do? What's your name? Peter. Peter. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, man. <laughs> what role can we play to help Travis and all the other dealers do that? Because we have scale, right? We should be able to help them you know, venture into these you know, channels. You know, it's funny. We were talking backstage. 
Vayner, my company, we, we've gone from 100, zero to 100 million in revenue in six years. And what happened is now we're only able to work with the biggest companies in the world because we're fancy and expensive. And over the holiday, I'm like, this sucks. Like, I, I, I want to help people that, like, that I'm like. And so I've spent the, the last six months, and we're just about to roll it out, of a program that is somewhere in the ballpark of $350,000 to $400,000 a year. You know, and I, I want to start working with more companies that look like you guys because if you then start doing better actions like this with your marketing dollars, then you can start using them as case studies to show them. And I want to make you do the scaling the unscalable. We have to remember, what you're doing, they may not have the budget for. So it's not that I want the 350 for anything other than amplification. We're still going to do the same kind of stuff as well. But I think the number one, it's parenting. The best way to parent is set an actual example. Good deal. Thank cool. you. My friend. Oh, hey, how are you? Good. What's your uh, name? Angela, Angela from Upstate New York. Awesome. Um, our biggest social media concern is reviews. That's not a concern. It's uncontrollable. Go right. To, go to Glassdoor right now, and everybody I've ever fired at VaynerMedia says I'm the worst piece of crap they've ever met. Right. So how do you <laughs> respond? I don't. You just leave it blank. Because anybody who's smart in the world, especially if they're going to buy a product and service that costs something, is going to take an anonymous review with a grain of salt. Sure. And so how do I do it? I think that most people, when they think about reviews, become ostriches and put their head in the sand. And what I try to do is become Loyola Marymount Basketball in 1992. I know that's very nerdy. I'm trying to win the game 147 to 132. The biggest reason you need to get louder is if you don't get loud, somebody else is going to be loud for you. I can leave a negative review for every one of you right now. All right. Yeah. That's it then. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing that for effect because it was funny, but the real punchline is people are going to leave reviews. What do you think? Just by not being active on the internet, people are just going to not write reviews? People have written reviews. So what's the punchline here? I mean, I think when you do the right, I think when you buy somebody chicken wings to watch a football game, they might leave a review. You know, I think whenever you ask for something, it's not as pure as it would have happened. Sure, I mean, again, this is the beauty of having retention. This is why, again, I'm a businessman. I happen to be good at marketing. If you're not deploying services on top of your sales, it's just not smart. You're leaving so much money on the table. And so like first I would do that and then I would find ways to be in touch with those people as often as possible and then not just when you're asking them for goddamn money. You're super in touch when you want cash. How about when something big in their life happened? How about actually building a relationship? My friends, as we go more Jetsons, the people that act like the Flintstones are gonna win. Your grandparents are more theoretically prepared for social media than you are because they invented the baker's dozen. They invented when you walked into the shop, they started cutting your roast beef because they knew who you were. They invented coming over your house and giving you a cake when your grandmother died. Now you have technology and you can scale that. Can we please deploy some soul and scale it? My friend back there, yes, let's get him a mic. How are you, my friend? Pretty good. Russ Michael, BMB Pools, New York. Very nice. Um, Two-part question. Please. Blogs. Um, Blogs. They were very big. Yes. Um, but you're pushing video. I am. Okay. MASH so used to be the number one show on television. Okay. <laughs> Regarding content on the videos. Yes. Lots of our vendors are producing them. You're saying to do it on your own. Correct. Homegrown. Yes. Ignore that. I mean, you don't ignore it. Maybe, you know, when you get really to a scale where you may have a video person that knows what to do with it, maybe they can take that, edit pieces out. But if you're putting out the same content that everybody else is putting out because you're all lazy and you're just playing, pushing republish, you're not differentiating yourself. Okay. All right, thank you. You're welcome. More of that, please, by the way. That was super helpful. I, I, like, this is, it's very unusual for me to have this much Q&A time. It's a great way for me to start the year. Like, by the way, I audited a lot of the businesses in here. 
Nobody should be shy. You all suck. <laughs> hey. Uh, James Robin from Rin Robin Pools in New Jersey. Where? Um, Bernardsville and Hackettstown. Yeah, very cool. My, my sister lives in Baskin Ridge. Great. Let's make a deal. Yeah, right. does she have a pool? <laughs> no, she's got a townhouse. Uh, right. Does she want a pool? She does, but she needs to hustle a little more. Okay. Um, not directly in social media, but I'm sure everybody in this room has been approached by uh, folks like Home Advisor and Angie's List. Sure. I have my opinion, I'm interested in yours. I think that they are taking advantage of your lack of knowledge and are arbitraging you out of your own customer and are sitting in the middle and eventually will have tons of leverage and will cut into your margin. And so I think you're all collectively digitally lazy and so you're giving away the real value. What do you think? Oh, I think they're a total ripoff. Yeah. So what I want I is, would not participate at all. So what I want, and I don't think they're a total ripoff. I don't. Uh, you know, I have empathy for why you would think that. I just think, Jesus, you own your own business. Like, why don't you work harder to understand what you have to do to not rely on that drug? That's how I feel about Google. What do you think Google's going to do? You think Google cares about your business and burns the village? I mean, this is ridiculous what we're doing. We have an opportunity to build our brand. The reason I want your content is I want to see your face or whoever you decide, right? Like the thing that is not commoditizable. That's the key. So absolutely, they're arbing you in between. Do you know how OpenTable built its restaurant business? They took advantage of restaurant. They make, they make money. The reason they charge $1, so OpenTable. Has anybody used OpenTable to book a restaurant? Great. OpenTable charges those restaurants a dollar when you book, right? But it costs them 90 cents to get you on Google. It's their customer. It's their customer. You Googled one tree restaurant to book it, but because a OpenTable ad shows up first, you booked it through OpenTable. So they became a toll booth for their customer. Are you kidding me? I'm pissed. So that's the scoop there. Questions? Let's do it, let's keep this going. By the way, we, uh, as I'm thinking, well, before we get this question, Twitter search, if you wanna write down something very fascinating, if you go to twitter.com slash search, you can search pool terms, home terms, the words, putting in a pool, sentences even, the word pool, and then you could search within a five or 10 mile radius of your zip code, and then you could see everything people are saying about, literally people say things like, thinking about putting in a pool this year. That's, this is the world we live in now. They will actually tweet that. Now, remember what I said earlier. Don't do the 17 year old dude move. Don't just jump in and be like, I sell pools, right? <laughs> Romance the girl a little bit, right? And so try to provide them value. What kind, do you have the yard structure? You know some of those things that you give away for free. Then they trust and you become the person that they decide to go with. So twitter.com slash search, search the terms that you guys know from a maintenance, I'm not an expert in your, I'm sure there's terms for some of the pipes and different things, not just the word pool, because you get a lot of things like in the pool and that's not gonna do you anything, right? Uh, search within your mile radius, so that's the advanced search. When you search terms, you'll get results, you'll see an advanced search, in there is you know, put in your zip code, put in a mile radius, and then just read what people are saying. This is no different than if you were sitting at the park and somebody was talking and saying, yeah, thinking about getting a pool, and you'd be like, excuse me, I, you know. And on Twitter, it's accepted. Creeper, <laughs> on Facebook, on Twitter, it's an open forum, so it's accepted, so you jumping in, just have the right cadence to bring value first. They're gonna know what you are, they're gonna look at your profile and know that you sell it. You don't have to tell them. You're wearing the t-shirt. Yes, hey man, what's Hi, your name? Uh, my name is Mark, I'm from Nova Scotia, Canada. Very nice. With the video content, what have you learned in terms of the length of content that's applicable? Like are you looking for a 30 second teaser that then gets into three minutes? Like what, what's the target in terms it's of It's a great question, that? thank you. So the, the conventional wisdom in my world, and it seems like you're, you're asking a question with a little bit of data, uh, is shorter is better and I don't believe that. So I believe that if Star Wars next film came out and it was seven hours and 13 sec seconds, people would watch it. And I know that when Vine was hot for six seconds, I looked at data that showed plenty of people would stop watching after three. 
So I would say, whatever message you're trying to say, that's the beauty of it not being a commercial where you bought 30 seconds worth of time. If what you have to say is gonna take 16 seconds, mazel tov. If it's gonna take four minutes and 10 seconds, great. So I have videos on Facebook that do extremely well that are two, an hour and a half long, but no question, when I can find those moments for a minute or two, there's absolutely more, a little bit more upside in the one to two minutes, but those 60 minute keynotes are very valuable too. So it just depends, and I would say you should produce enough content that does all things, and, and you'll learn what works for you. And, and, and if you really debate, I mean, video, look, this, nothing has changed. Human behavior is just adjusting to new platforms. TV and movie stars were always bigger than authors. So if you can do video, that's real powerful. Great, thanks. You got it. Questions, very good, here we go. Yes. Bob, hey, man. Bob Davis from Virginia. Hey, Bob. Um, I'm wondering, a lot of the information that I've, a lot of what I've seen from you is, yes. is brief, a lot of brief stuff. I've, I've On listened, Facebook? Yeah, I've, I've listened to you for about four or five years. Thank anyway, you, what about, what's the future of the website? That's a good question. Um, I still think you need a home on the internet. So I'm pretty bullish on the website still. I'm just sad when I meet new businesses or talk to friends or small businesses or even corporations that overspend on the website. So to me, thinking about the businesses in this room, I, I think with Squarespace and WordPress, like for what you actually do, you could really honestly get away with probably between five and 25,000 all in and be in an amazing place probably even less in some ways. So I do think that you don't ever want to, just like in Angie's list, I don't want to be at the mercy of Facebook or, or Instagram or Snapchat or YouTube, but I want to extract the value of attention while I'm there, and I want to push them to my brand first and foremost so that it's remembered, but the website is a good place to collect data, to, to, to put out the information, but it is stunning to watch how many people now are making a decision on business. The amount of people in this room, my friend, who've lost business last season because their Instagram and Facebook seem like crickets or they were out of business is stunning. It is becoming the place that people go first to make decisions, not just the website. But I do not believe the website is dead. I still think it needs to be maintained. If people here have a website that they built 11, 12 years ago, it'd probably be smart to refresh it a little bit to feel relevant. I think it's more of a branding thing and from a functionality standpoint, a Facebook ad that has your phone number in it is that you spend $5,000 a year on is gonna do a lot more than the phone number on your website. So I, I'm, I'm still into it, but I'm, it's clearly, a, it's an evolving thing, but I do believe there's still a value in it. Do you have any follow-up for that? Well, it seems like the, the, the biggest activity that we get on our website is, is people will call. Right. And, and say, hey, I read what you wrote about a pool or, or a hot tub or something. I was in the store the other day and a guy actually told me, he said, yeah, I read what you wrote on the website about hot tubs. <laughs> I was like, that's cool. <laughs> it's, and, it's real, man. Yeah, it's and real. so I think... As and I'm so is your phone number, you know, to me, literally, if like we were jamming together, I'd be like, hey, let's make the phone number bigger and even more, like it's amazing some of these things, these subtle little tweaks, but I agree with you. That's what, you know, even before you said that, notice how I used the phone number Facebook ad? I just know what's going, I see it. It's not I'm genius, I'm putting in the work 18 hours a day to watch the behavior of consumers on the internet. So yeah, I would triple down on the phone number, right? And then you know what I would do? Who's getting the phone calls? Well, we have different phone numbers Got on it. the site, but you know, my name is by my cell phone, and yep. as long as somebody doesn't call me yelling and screaming, cussing mad, I'll talk to anyone any time of day. You yeah. know? And the truth is I rarely get called. Yeah. But when I do get called, it's usually for something good. Yeah. But it, it's, you know, listening to you standing here, it occurs to me that probably one of the greatest values or the best uses of my website could be to, to tell the story because sales, I, you know, happen after, from a good story. That's exactly right. And, and, and then inform people about our people and, and tell us a few stories about that. You, you beat me to it. What I would have done, my website rah, would rah. be, you know, you, I would have a phone number, I would have two or three videos. Uh, and then what I would make in that video is I would reverse engineer the biggest themes of the phone calls. So the reason I was asking you who gets the phone calls, I'd love to know by breakdown, like having them start documenting the content of the phone call, right? Because that I think is 
so valuable because then you just reverse engineer what they're actually looking for and if you're seeing seven out of 11 calls focus in on this, you storytell against that. Thanks. You got it, brother. Questions? Oh, great. Um, Stand up. Okay. What's your name? I'm Kara, uh, Kara. Wichita, Kansas. Very nice. Um, we, we do Facebook, Twitter, and all of that, but we haven't done an Instagram yet, and I, I, I think, it, do you normally, for a business, just feature products, or what, how do you get started in? Yeah, so you should, A, definitely do Instagram. Yeah. Um, so much of the decision maker in the home that's making decisions for your products and services is starting to live there. Uh, so here's what I would do. I would uh, go to Instagram. Do you personally have Instagram? I do, but I don't use it. Okay, open it, re-sign in if you have to, whatever. There's a search function. You know what a hashtag is from Twitter? Yeah, Mm -hmm. search hashtags, take the six most important terms in your world, pool, spot, and then, again, I'm not educated enough. I want you to get into those second, you know, it's not wine, it's Pinot Noir, it's Bordeaux, it's Silicon Valley, uh, Sonoma Valley. You guys know those terms. Search those terms on Instagram, I want you to spend between five and 10 hours while you're on the flight, you know, walking down the street, whatever. It, it doesn't have to come in prime time, chip away in inefficient times. And I want you to search those hashtags and look at all the content that's being produced, click into the content, look at the engagement, look at the comments, and you get an audit and a feel. You're like, oh wow, these kind of photos are over-indexing across the entire Instagram ecosystem. It seems like when people take photos of their pool at sunset, people get really, ex- like you'll pick up on some action shots or, or tutor- one minute tutorials of how to fix it instead of, like back to that. So okay. put in the work. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Questions? My man's back over here. Let's get, let's, uh, Go to that guy. We'll get back to we'll get to the second time over there. Somebody over here. One more time. Just raise your hands for me. Okay, just one. Got it. Great. Hi, I'm uh, Josh from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hey, Josh. Um, how do you find Instagram influencers for neighborhoods and um, markets? Uh, you search again. Uh, hold the mic just in case there's a follow up. You search. Uh, uh, you search by town. So you go into search, mm-hmm. and you can search every single photo that was posted in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And the first 12 photos are the top posts, and underneath that are the most recent. So you search your zip code, you click the first photo, and you, this is, I mean, the amount of hand-to-hand combat this is that people don't wanna do, it's like sit-ups. We all know what sit-ups do. They do good things. We just don't wanna do them. So you have to do this work. You have to go and search, you click, the first one's a 42-year-old female that has 1,400 followers. You look at her content, she seems to be like a trendy mom. You hit the upper right-hand corner and send her a message and say to her, we think you're an influencer. We'd love to, we'd love to have you post about art. You go right there, I'm comfortable going in right for the hook. You say, look, we love your profile. We'd love for you to give a shout out to our service art, but this is where you deploy some empathy. Are you aware of our service? Do you care about that stuff? If you are, we'd love to do a business transaction with you. The reason I want you to do business transaction, these smaller influencers, they're not even expecting money. If, if they happen to have a pool, just you go and checking out everything, or like, who knows, whatever like lightweight supplies, or, it, you know, and by the way, sometimes just, sometimes just bragging that a business reached out to them and thought their Instagram was cool enough to give a shout out, so you just do that at scale. Other people will surprise you. You'll be like, you'll, get, you'll listen to me, you'll do three of these, you'll be pumped, you're getting some shout outs, you do the fourth one, and she's like, I want $18,000 for a post. You know, so you've gotta learn that game, um, but that's how you do it, hand-to-hand combat. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, sir. So, a uh, question. Clearly, content is king. Yes. Many of us have um, uh, click here to get our free uh, pool building guide, click here to get our free spa buying guide. You're saying to cut that up into little pieces and turn them into videos? I do. I do. I assume you're using that as a gateway to get the information to yeah, then cover capture. the information. Yeah, Yeah. Put in your email address and then bam, out it goes. Correct. And then it's a trickle thing. Of you course. Know, it's you a know, First five... Uh, uh, ideas on things you need to know, the next five things in, that you need to know. So you're turn, saying to turn everything into a video. Yes, I'm saying that one of those five ideas in a minute 37 second video on Facebook on Memorial Day weekend gets shared enough to change your business way more than that funnel will ever do. Thank you. You got it. 
Hey, what's your name? Uh, Megan Spillers. I'm from Champaign-Urbana in Illinois. Um, my question is regarding Snapchat. So I'm just kind of wondering your opinion on the format since it's kind of pictures, 10 second videos at max. I use it to send pictures to my friends, you know, cool places, all the places I went last night in this city. How can you connect as a business? You know, are you just trying to be forefront of mind? Are you trying to get in touch with influencers on Snapchat? How can you utilize that? Well, somebody who invested $5 million into Snapchat several years ago, I'm very bullish on the platform. I thought it was the first platform that came along that could really bring Facebook a challenge because it had won the entire, at the time, 13 to 22-year-old demo. Um, it's an incredibly powerful tool. The reason I didn't bring it up a lot here versus the last talk I gave, I spent 80% of my time on it because the people in the room were marketing to 15 to 25 year olds, is my concern is that the demo is still too young. So in 2007, when I was talking about Facebook, I wasn't necessarily talking to companies that were marketing to 70 year olds. Today you heard me talk about 50 to 70 being my favorite demo. Um, you know, we're literally helping, I'm helping a startup that goes after people that are going to retirement homes and their number one conversion is Facebook. Targeting 50 and 60 year olds of people who have parents that are 70 and 80 and 90 year olds. Um, so I think Snapchat's amazing. I think it's got a ton of work to do. As you know, Instagram has copied almost all their features over the last three to four months, which has slowed down some of the growth for Snapchat. Uh, they've obviously got spectacles and that's a whole nother thing of AR and VR and live streaming. Um, you know, I don't think that Snapchat today at this moment is the craziest, most important thing for this room, but back to me saying get on the treadmill before running the marathon, do I believe every single person here should download Snapchat and figure it out? I do. I know that seems insane for so many of them, but I also know, how many people here are now on Snapchat? Raise your hand. I mean, a year ago, this would have been three hands. It would have been three. So, the, you know, what happens is, what nobody realizes is we're living in a world where everybody's living a younger life than their parents did. The younger generation is dragging you down. If you wanna talk to your daughter, you gotta get on Snapchat, that's where she's spending 83% of her time, so you're gonna be there. So, it's an important platform. Filters are super fascinating. You know, the fact that people here can buy a filter for 100 bucks around the radius of the most important park in town that then may bring awareness, I think is kinda cool. I think in a year, that would be the strategy I'd probably do, which is buy a filter. So the way filters work is, if you've been on Snapchat, I know a lot of you haven't, but it seems like a lot have, you take a picture and you can swipe and get these little filters. As a small business, you can buy a filter. So I see University of Kentucky, like you can buy a filter over Rump Arena one day for you know, 500 bucks and then everybody becomes aware, they're like, what is this? And you have to be smart, how do you make it basketball and pool and you gotta be creative, but that's the way, that's branding, that's less funnel and less conversion, that's more branding, but once something has all the attention, like if I wanna sell something right now to a 17 year old in America, I'm only spending my money on Instagram and Snapchat. Not a penny out anywhere else. And that 17 year old becomes 27 very quickly. You got, you. It. you got it. Back there? Yep, got him. That's fun. Absolute pleasure, thank you very much. My, my name's Nick, I'm from uh, Toronto, Ontario. Awesome. I'd like to get your input on augmented reality and where it's going. It's gonna happen. You know, obviously, Poke how many people, people played Pokemon Go? Raise your hands. Raise it high. It's a good number. So, you know, prior to Pokemon Go, zero hands, augmented reality. We will be seeing things. Uh, you wanna really get into black and white? The reason I won't give this advice is because this would cost $150,000 to build and I don't think that's practical for the high risk, low reward chance of pulling this off. But this is a perfect example of how Angie's List or, remember when I said put yourself out of business? If somebody here is big enough to do this, you should debate this. What if you built the app that looked at your backyard like this and help them put the size of the pool that they should put in, and then that app, because it's a utility, was a gateway for your service. So what I just said is gonna happen. People are gonna go into their backyard, they're gonna put out their phone, they're gonna point it, they're gonna see their backyard as if they were taking a photo, but they're gonna do that through the app called Pool Locator. And it's going to do whatever the hell you guys do for a living and figure out that he needs to cut that tree 
And the app would eliminate that tree and would show him the options of the pool and then he would say, I like that. He would press a button, she would press a button and you would be the person that does it. And as you think, if you make the utility and get tens and thousands and hundreds and then you could not only service Grand Rapids, Michigan, but then you could refer all the leads because the app was big to all the other people in this room and make 20% referral fee through having the biggest app of how people now decide where they're gonna put a pool. That's what I think is gonna happen. That was cool actually. That was a good idea. Somebody should do that. <laughs> yep, over there, yep. Oh, oh, great, yeah, let's get, the, let's get on this side. Hi, Kathy from Aquatech in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Um, just wanted to find out if you could help me prioritize in the exact order that you think I should be spending my time. Um, right now we do a lot of email marketing primarily, so my marching orders when I go home should be what? Um, how's email doing? Fabulous. And so explain that in detail. You've got, you're collecting emails somehow and then you're marketing against it. Correct. Yeah, so uh, the thing that will probably excite you the most in the quickest period of time, because the vulnerability is the first six months or a year when it's not working as well because you don't have all the expertise, is Facebook. Facebook is the closest thing to email in the marketing realm right now. So how are you collecting email? Uh, with every water test and every transaction. Got it, and then you're remarketing for services? Correct. So it's more, of a, it's more of a farming mechanism than a hunting? Correct. Got it. So I, I think email and text messaging and getting, following them on Facebook and surprising them. That's a kick butt idea. And I, and I knew you would like that because you like email because it's a retention vehicle. I, so let's talk about the hunting instead of the farming. How are you getting clients? Our website primarily. Um, we've spent a lot of time and effort into Google ratings, so I think that we should stop that. I don't think you should, by the way, it's never like a, you know, people still look at billboards. Do I think they're as valuable as they used to be? They can't be, because every passenger's looking at their phone, and those are lost eyeballs, <laughs> right? So it's not that you should stop that, but no, back to only having so much time, money, and energy. Facebook. You have to understand what Facebook is. Facebook is direct response sales and branding. You can do both. Whereas Google and Google reviews, it's all black and white. It's all blue actually, blue letter, right? It's not building brand. These videos that I'm desperate, and by the way, are you guys completely blown away as I am? The quality of a video from just this, you don't need to hire DRock. Sorry, DRock. You know, you, like, like this, this. And the other thing is, Every single 17-year-old in America knows what to do. So you have unlimited kids in Winnipeg or Toronto that are willing to do it for minimal or free. More video content on Facebook as a gateway drug. There's a phone call ad uh, you know, on Facebook, which I brought up to you. I really want you to do that. I love the, it's, a, it's an ad that is underused because small businesses are underusing Facebook and big companies don't want, like Coke and Pepsi don't, and BMW don't want you to call them. So it's an ad that has creative, but it also has a button for the phone. And as you guys all know, now we look at Facebook on this, not on your desktop as much. So when you see it, you press one button and you're calling. So um, Facebook, Facebook, Facebook targeted, geolocated, you know, to the Winnipeg area, da, 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 that would be the place. And, and again, because we have limited time, there's a website, all of you should write this down. This is probably the information gateway you're looking for. There's a website, I'll spell it for you, and that's where you can get deeper information about this. It's, it's spelled G-O-O-G-L-E. And here's why I'm making that joke. If you want to say, how do I make Facebook video for a small business, you type that into Google and you have plenty of articles and plenty of videos. This is like exercise. You know what to do, you just don't want to do it. So now I, I, I can give you one good answer now that I've understood where you're coming from and what you react to. Get great at Facebook. We're gonna have two to three years. Everybody in this room that doesn't listen to me in three years will regret it when all the articles of 2020 is now it cost $80 for, to get in front of 1,000 people on Facebook instead of six. We all missed it from 2015 to 2020. Got it? Because you know how much the word wine cost per click in 2002? Five cents. Now it's $13. Installing a pool cost five cents. Now it's probably something else. And so that's what's gonna happen on Facebook, that's why I'm pushing you all. It's a supply and demand. 
Everybody wants to get to a 40-year-old female in Winnipeg, a 40-year-old female in Calgary, a 40-year-old woman in New York. They're the decision maker of so many transactions. You're not competing with everybody in this room. You're competing with every business in the world because Facebook has to keep the ads under control because if you get too many ads, you're gonna leave. So only so many ads can get in there, which means the price of the ad will continue to go up once people realize how well it's working. Supply and demand. You're welcome. Let's get another one over there. Yeah. Hi, I'm Mary from Maryland, from Regina Pools and Spas. And how are you? Good, how are you? Amazing. Good. Um, my question to you is, we've actually started shooting Facebook Live videos because it sends a notification out to our followers that it we're sure live does. so yep. that they can come to us. Um, and shooting little tidbit videos on how to maintain a hot tub right now because pool season is closed for us. Yep. Um, do you think that there's also Instagram Live, yep. but you can't do that at the same time as Facebook Live? You sure can. Sh you can do it? Yeah, you just have to get a second phone. Oh, yeah. Well, yes, there's that. <laughs> Guys, I'm a genius. <laughs> Um, but my question to you is... So definitely if, do that. Yes. Okay, So cool. we'll get a second Good. video going. Um, what kind of, if we're not doing Facebook Live and you're telling people to shoot content, what kind of camera? Should we just use iPhones or should yeah, we actually I, go get a camera and some I, mics? I think, the, I think that the iPhone is more than capable to produce the quality video that everybody in this room, based on the size of business that I believe is in this room, needs. Yeah. Thank you. How is the Facebook Live going for you? So we recently just started it yep. um, last month. How many Facebook fans do you have on your page? Not much. We have uh, 465, I believe. So does, I assume that means you're getting one to two people watching the yes. stream. Yes, yeah. at the current moment. But, but you know some... what? I love you for that. Like, I don't know. One to two is better than zero. Right. And we get a couple likes. Um, the first couple of videos, we've only done three. The first two got around 200 views, and then our third one actually got over 300 views. So it's have you slowly... been, have you, when you When you finally post it, mm -hmm. make sure you're adding a link to drive to a conversion. Right, so that's something we haven't been doing, but as you were speaking today, that is something in my yeah, notes to do for the next people, one. Because what I like is when people are trying to be pioneers and doing new things, like I don't, like you know what old man Stan, 67, sitting over there thought about 300 views? Jack crap. Mm -hmm. He wants to know what it meant for the business. And so for me what I like is, I don't care how many likes, I don't care how many followers, I don't care, I mean I care because it's a proxy normally if you're good at it to where it's going. I want to figure out what does it lead to and the good part is you're just starting. Like to me, back to patience, reason I said the first six months scare me with you, like the biggest fear I have here is this was a good session, it was this and then you know, you're going to go out of business if you don't listen, then it's been detailed and da -da -da. it's all this and there's like 9 to 15 to 22 people that are sitting there saying, you know what, yes, this is good, you know, and oh and it's January 4th exactly so we're like, yeah, this is the year, you know, it's all that stuff but it's hard and it takes time, right? Now what I'm excited about, back to pool season, I don't know when people decide that or service it or buy that or what have you but like, if you can do this hard and well and learn for the next three, four, five, six months, really nice early things can start happening in the back end of this year and then 18 can be really interesting. I just wanna make sure everybody understands the advice I'm giving here, if you decide to go look deeper and you look at, it's not easy, it's called work. This isn't a, I'm gonna miraculously hire this 22 year old. 22 year olds use Snapchat and Instagram to hook up. <laughs> not sell pools. It's a different skill set, but they do understand it. Mm -hmm. Cool, thanks. Right, thank you. Any other questions? Yep, let's get, this will be the last question. Thank you guys so much for your attention. Hey, I'm Eva from West Bernard, Louisiana, and we live in a very small area about all of our little small areas, maybe 60,000 people. Okay. So our Facebook following currently is 231 to be exact. How do you know if you're actually reaching enough for your area? We only have one other competitor. They have about 400 followers. 
how can we maximize getting our customers to our Facebook page? So I think, I think and is your ambition to continue to service that 60,000? Um, are you guys gonna expand the business? Do you want more locations? Do you want to go into other cities? Or is this, this is the family business, this is what you're doing? Family business, Great. this is what we're doing. I would go knock on all 60,000 homes, door. I'm being Realistic. I'm being dead seriously. I'm, I'm, I swear on my children's health that I would spend the rest of my life trying to build a relationship with all 60,000 people individually. Because I think it could be done, it's not that big of a number. I'm being dead serious. So the way I would do that to scale is if I ran your business, I would probably try to invent a town-wide event that everybody went to, that I was the owner of that event, and use the event as the gateway to be the biggest business in town. I would create the annual 100 meter <laughs> dash or pickle eating content. I'm being dead serious with you, by the way. And then the content would be about the event because when you have such a small circumference, you can really do the thank you economy in hand-to-hand -hand combat. And so I'd probably run Facebook, I wouldn't care about likes at all. 231 versus 400 means nothing. I, I would probably run some Facebook ads against the, the zip code, and I would try to like literally meet them. Like I'm, I'm not kidding, like I would think a lot about event marketing. Um, I mean I assume you're not spending a lot of money on marketing. Actually, none. Right, that makes sense. <laughs> So what we are you doing? Like very good. We have good word of mouth. And of course. We, so um, you're basically sitting and waiting for people to call you. Absolutely. I hate the living shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> but we do, we offer so much for our community and we're so well known that my father-in-law owns the business yes. and his mentality is I don't need to spend mark money on marketing when we have as much business as we can handle at this current time. I get it. So we're kind of You know, listen, I can't, I can't deploy my thesis or ambition on your father-in-law. Like when I hear that we have more business than we can handle, my mind goes to, you better hire a bunch more people, jerk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Family dynamics. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. Guys, thanks for listening to the audio experience. Two things, one, make sure you're watching my vlog on YouTube, and two, hit me up on the DM. It's going down on the DM.